What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweat the Bet, presented by Odds Jam, with your host, Matt underscore Modi underscore Bets and Parlay Doc. Hope you enjoy. All right, we are live. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sweat the Bet podcast and live stream brought to you by Odds Jam. Oddsjam.com. Odds Jam is a sports better's best friend, as always. They help give you a edge on the sports books because look, the reality is the sports books have an edge on you. The odds are stacked against you. So you got to figure out how to get an edge back on them. So rather than spending tons of time and research in your busy day, line shopping, manually comparing different things, just go to oddsjam.com. They have easy line shopping. They have positive EV, positive expected value alerts. They have arbitrage opportunities. Uh, they have positive EV live betting for those of you who love live betting. Okay, we got easy bet trackers where it's very simple. You put in the bets. It'll manually, it'll automatically grade. It'll keep track of things for you. It is amazing, guys. So if you're not using this, go check it out. Go to oddsjam.com. Why are you waiting, guys? So... <laughs> Odds Jam is the sponsor of this, and I am your host, Andrew Kim, a.k.a. The Parlay Doc on Twitter, and here's my co-host, Matt Modi. What is up, Matt? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very, very excited for the uh, series to start and for the game tonight, so I'm doing great. How about you? Good, man. Good. It's been a rough week of work, but you know what? I can I can use some R&R tonight just zoning out watching a game one, and I'm hoping it's a very competitive series. I hope it's not a bunch of blowouts like it's been in some of the conference finals. So I hope it's really tough. I hope it's a battle like from start to finish. That's all I'm asking for is I just want to be entertained, have a long six, seven game series. Let's stretch this out knowing that we're heading into the off season. So yeah. Yeah. None of that uh, heat Celtic series where they were all just blowouts. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't want none of that. I, I, I want tight games. I don't want, yeah, these 25 blowouts and they're just alternating blowouts over and over. I don't want to see that. So yeah, that's no fun. That's no fun. So, yeah, so today, guys, we are going to, you know, dive into and, and talk about just the series as a whole. Um, then we're going to kind of go into some, you know, keys to victory, talking about game one, looking at both teams. Um, what do we think needs to be done? What are the X factors? All those different things. So we're going to do a deep dive and just focus literally on this NBA final series. And then we'll spend, you know, since we're not talking about too much else, we'll spend a little bit more time today going over some of our favorite bets for tonight, for the series. I got some prop bets for hockey because um, it was an insane game one uh, for the Avs and Oilers. So why don't we take advantage and just run it back? So um, and why don't we look at some, you know, goal scores for that game? So that's what we got in store for you. So let's kick it off with our traditional uh, sweater, no sweat. So I'll kick it off, Matt. So in retrospect, I know we're going to dive into the finals today. So I wanted to bring up a different topic. I'm just curious your thoughts. Do you think that the version of the Miami Heat that just got eliminated, you know, very, very hard fought series. Was this the peak version of this core, this iteration of the Miami Heat? Is this their peak? And there's only, they're only going to go down from here. Or if they can maintain the core, move a couple ancillary pieces, are we going to see them take another step? Or is this it? This was the pinnacle and it was a nice, cute run. <laughs> But they're gonna they're they're only gonna go downhill from here. What what are your thoughts? Was this peak Miami Heat? That's a good question. I uh, I I'm gonna say no sweat. I think I think you're right. Um, this year they had their chance two years ago in the bubble. Um, I mean Kyle Lowry, like, was just a shell of himself all year. Like he he missed a ton of time with uh, personal matter, which obviously that you don't you don't fault him at all. 
Uh, but he also missed like missed like what, like two weeks with a hamstring injury. He was just a shell of himself in the playoffs when he returned. Uh, PJ Tucker is like 37. Kyle Lowry, I think is 37. Uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's probably not going anywhere. He's, I mean, he's incredible. He's only like 31, 32. Uh, and, he, and like, he just takes it easy in the regular season. So he probably is not going anywhere, but they're going to have to pay hero. They already paid Duncan Robinson who ended up just, I don't know what happened to him. He just, they just stopped playing him. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, my thoughts on Bam, I think Bam's great. I think Bam's overrated. And I don't think he's quite in the elite tier. So I do think that the heat probably have a splash in them. I think they're going to try and go for Donovan Mitchell or they're going to go for someone. Um, so like if that happens, True. Then obviously this everything I said is just totally moot. Oh yeah, no, no. That's I'm I'm talking about the without minus. So I should have clarified minus adding like another right, huge one right, right, A right. superstar. This core, like if they just added role players and tweaked a bit, is this iteration kind of its peak? So I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the Bucks aren't going anywhere. The Celtics aren't going anywhere. I mean, like the Cavs, have, I think have an insanely bright future. I think the uh, Raptors probably have a bright future. The Sixers will have a bright future once they fire Doc Rivers, which again, I'm going to have to wait another year for that. <laughs> um, so like, I think the East does, it's not as top heavy as it was with like, like when LeBron just took over the East for eight years, sure. but there's a lot of really good teams in the East now that there weren't before. So yeah. uh, to answer your question, no, no, I, or yes, I do think this was the best chance to heat the heat had of this iteration of the team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I think if in my opinion, if I were the GM and I, I haven't even researched their cap space and all that stuff, but I feel like it's 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 you might as well just swing. You got to go for it or, you know, I don't know. You got to kind of retool and think about the future. So I agree. I, I'm, I'm I would be interested to see if they are going to try to make a huge splash move like you were saying, like I think they will. One of these. But yeah, this one of these big free agents. So it's that's such a heat thing to do. That's such a heat, you know, like <laughs> Pat Riley. move. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so my sweat or no sweat is finals specific. Um, I'm not sure if I really believe it myself, but I just want to hear your thoughts. Um, one of Tatum or Curry will not win the MVP. It will be someone else other than those, someone else other than those two that'll win the MVP of the NBA finals. Yeah, no, I, I, I would say no sweat. I I think so. Interesting. Okay. I thought you were going to disagree with me there. No, 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 no. I think. My, my, my thing is this, um, we know, I mean, we know Steph Curry is legit star. Some will argue, and I know there's going to be hating comments saying he's not, and he's empty stat stuffer, but look, he's good. He's, he's a freaking star guys. Okay. Steph Curry is a legitimate star. Don't, don't, don't even bother arguing with me on that. So yeah, we, we know he's capable. Um, obviously we know Jason Tatum has that ceiling. He's capable. But what we've also seen this postseason is we haven't seen a dominant Steph, right? We haven't seen Steph doing 35 points a game, seven, eight threes. And I mean, that's not the version that's happening. Is he saving it for the finals? We'll see. Celtics have a juggernaut defense. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I think part of some of my props tonight, um, you know, are based off the fact I'm expecting he's going to have to have some other guy step up tonight. And they're just, okay. they'll, they'll live with any other X factor. I think they're going to live with, Clay, go ahead and try to beat us. Poole, go ahead and try to shoot over us. I don't care. So I think because of how limited he might be, that's going to reduce his chances of winning that. So I think it's going to, if it's on the, on the, on the um, Golden State Warrior side, I can see, I don't know if they have a big series. 
I hate to say he's so inconsistent. Someone, I mean, if just Clay can just play more consistently, if Wiggins can basically do all the dirty work, could it be another one of those Iguodala situations where they give it to, it's like another Iggy situation. They give it to like, you know, the dirty, the dirty work guy. Right. And Wiggins has been solid in a lot of these other. Yeah, he he really has. Yeah. So Wiggins could be a sleeper in my opinion, if he can, I just wonder, can he step up in the bright lights? Right. And do this. So let's see. I mean, so on the other side, um, I could see, and I, this is a total long shot, but I mean, it's like, you know, if, if Tatum's just off, he goes more into that facilitator mode. Can Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has been consistent minus yeah. one really off outside shooting night. The last series, I mean, man's just mid twenties every game, like 20 something points. Um, he's getting some boards. It was a little off sometimes, but I mean, he's doing, he, if he can do that the entire series, if it's dragged out and he does that five, six out of the seven games, he could sneak one. Will Marcus Smart get credited no. for shutting down? <laughs> <laughs> well, defensively, for, fine. De- I said defensively. Defensively. Yeah, okay, not, okay. Not, I should have let you finish. <laughs> dude, when he shoots threes, I cringe, okay? So I'm oh I'm saying God. defensively or even and, – and this is building into mine – is Al Horford a sleeper? A sleeper yeah, pick. Yeah. Sleeper pick. Okay. So that's going to be one of my suggestions later. Super long shot, one tenth of a unit. <laughs> Al Horford plus ten thousand guys. Plus ten thousand. Mean, okay. You put a buck, you make a grand. That's not terrible. It's it's you know. So I'm just saying. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's the reason why I can see some of these role players. Like if 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 the if the defenses are that good and they are that good on both sides of the ball and they shut down their one A's, someone's going to have to step on step up. And if they're shut down enough times, I could see one of these role players sneaking one possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because I feel like this is a, like, I don't know the past couple of years, I guess the, the sun's not so much, but there's always like um, two people that realistically you think could get it on each team. Like sure. last year was Booker and Paul uh, Middleton. I mean, Middleton really no way. It was, it was either Giannis or, or bus for the bucks, but yeah. I mean like, yeah. I've seen a lot of this on social media where it's instead of betting who you think is going to win the series, just bet the MVP because it's like, it's almost always obvious if this team wins, if that player is going to win the MVP, you know what I mean? I think this year's an exception to that. Yeah. See, I don't like, I don't know if I necessarily agree because like Tatum and Steph are the true stars for each of their teams. Like it's not even like an Embiid Harden situation or like a Paul Booker, you know what I mean? So that's why I actually, I'm, I'm sweating my own sweat or no sweat because I think that, I think it'll be probably one of those two because like there's no even question of oh is there a second star like it's it's those two and then it's oh, yeah. everybody's else to step below you know what I mean yeah no I, I I can I can see it from both sides it's like they're the obvious one A's right so and and if you can shop around and if you can find some value on them I wouldn't blame anyone because it's they, they are the studs right so yeah my yeah. my angle is more. I'm banking, and this is a lot of banking, right? It's a, you're banking that the defenses are so legitimate and they're so suffocating on both sides of the ball for the majority of every game that it almost forces someone. It's a, so it's almost like they have to fail to be the one A to have my scenario work out, right? Yeah. So I'm banking, I'm banking on failure versus you're banking on like let's just have it play out how it should play out, right? So yeah, I mean, if you look at like I haven't done a deep dive, but like Steph has in the finals compared to any every other series he definitely has like struggled the most in the finals obviously we don't know what tatum's going to be like um but steph has i'll I'll say that he has struggled in the finals compared to what we're used to seeing from steph yep and that's why he's never won one so we will see yeah so yeah and we'll get into that in in some of our bets like i said there i think there's some angles there where if you want to sprinkle just for fun 
I think there's some absurd odds out there. And again, these are super long shots for a reason, but I think for fun, couple bucks, I think some of the names we already tossed out there, the Wiggins, the Horfords, I, I don't think it's that absurd that it should the be. The Horford one I don't hate because he wasn't yeah. as big in the Heat series, but that like he won. I mean, Tatum was incredible, but like Horford legitimately won like two of the games against the Bucks in that series. Well, and the reason that I'm bringing it up specific, that one is not just like I'm just, I feel like I'm totally burning it. It's just the, the size, right? I mean, the Golden State Warriors aren't, they don't have a Giannis, right? So yeah. I, I think he legit has a chance to be a very big impact in this series on the, on the boards, facilitating with assists. Can you, instead of getting eight, nine, 10 points a game, can you step it up again, 14, 15 a game, in addition to the other stat columns? Yeah. You could yeah, make yeah. a legitimate case. You can make a case for him. So, so, okay guys. So moving on to the meat of the meat and potatoes of the show, the main portion. So let's talk about the series as a whole. Okay. So before we dive into the nuances of game one, so just just tell me about what you kick it off. What 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 are your thoughts just about this series? How you kind of envision it playing out? Is it going to be a long series, short series? Who's going to take this? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah. So I mean, initial thoughts. I didn't. I wasn't really surprised that the Warriors were pretty heavy favorites. I think I saw them at like minus one sixty uh, when I was looking at it earlier today. I'm not. I'm not sure how it. Uh, how it. If it's changed since then. Um, I also just like to do a little bit of a recap on the two teams. No surprise that if you just look at net rating, the Celtics number one, the Warriors number two in terms of uh, net rating in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the regular season, the Celtics were number two and the Warriors were fourth. Um, but if you remember, the Warriors kind of had a weird regular season where like Steph, Clay, and uh, Draymond almost never played together. Yeah. Like when Steph, when Clay came back, Draymond was hurt. When Draymond came back, like Steph got hurt. And actually, in that game against the Celtics, when Marcus Smart like ran up under him and Steph hurt his foot. So, yeah. The Warriors only ended the year only 16th on offense. But if you look at the playoffs, they're number one by far. I mean, they're the best offense in the playoffs by far. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I think to me, and this isn't super profound, but I think the series is going to come down to turnovers uh, because the Warriors always turn it over a lot. So the question, and like they think they average 15 in the regular season. I and mean, we've talked about this a ton, but the, the way they play basketball, the motion-based offense predicated yep. more on passing than ISO is going to lead to more turnovers. So the question is, do they stick around their average of 15 or do they creep above 20? Because if they creep above 20, that's just free points for the Celtics in against, you know, the number one defense in the regular season, the number two defense in the regular season. Like those cheap points are going to become incredibly important if they end up happening. But then on the flip side, you know, the regular season, the Celtics were like middle of the pack in turnovers, like roughly 13 a game, something like that, 13 percent of their possessions. So it's not terrible, but um, like against the Heat they had just some confounding turnovers. Like they almost, they mean they blew game. Uh, I mean, they almost blew game seven because of turnovers. They blew game yep. six because of turnovers. Game six. And, yep. Yeah. And the heat uh, forced a lot of turnovers in the regular season, as do the Warriors. The Warriors forced the 10th most turnovers per game in the regular season. So the Warriors are just as good as the heat at getting turnovers. So it's the same logic. Like are the if the Warriors even like, I think if the turnover battle is even, then the Warriors are going to win the series. I think if the, if the Warriors win the turnover battle, then I think it's series probably going to go five. So the Celtics need to win the turnover battle and they just can't like just wet their pants for like an entire quarter. Like they did yeah. multiple times against the heat. Like that fourth quarter was terrible game six. They, I mean, Jimmy Butler was incredible in game six, but the reason why the heat won is because the Celtics turnovers, you know what I mean? And they almost gave it away again in game seven. So I think, Again, not this isn't the most profound thing in the world, but to me, I think it's all going to come down to turnovers. 
Yeah, you know, just to just to piggyback on you, since we're on this topic, um, we'll just bring it up now. Like, you know, I was looking at some statistics and stuff and through NBA team stats. And so in, in the postseason, right, so like just like you were saying, I mean, Celtics are legit, man. Their, their defense is, is is crazy. So they've limited play the playoffs specifically. They've limited playoff opponents to 86.8 points per 100 possessions in half court sets. So when you slow it down and you just kind of, you know, and I get it, like there's a lot of, you know, ball movement off the ball movement for Golden State, but they do. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to play those half court sets, Celtics are pretty damn good at limiting points this postseason. Right. So interestingly, though, they're also not the best at capitalizing on the turnovers. They were just kind of middle of the pack in terms of points off turnovers. So it's not only about limiting the turnovers, creating turnovers, but, you know, can they actually finish and, and make it worth their yeah. while, right? Can they actually finish with these turnovers? So I think that's going to be another nuance too. Can can they actually do a better job of actually converting that into points? So we'll see if that happens. But I guess my concern is when I look at this on both sides, it's like, God, is this going to be a grinding, grueling, I mean, both teams in the – upper 80s or like low 90s type of games and i just i don't you know as some people love that i just i don't i i actually don't mind the offensive fueled era of basketball and i'm just like this might be a grind of a series <laughs> when i look at like the defensive ratings on both sides the turnovers yeah. on both sides the stagnation of the celtics offense for long stretches it's i just don't want it to be ugly basketball that's that i just don't want that yeah, I think the Bucks, Celtics and the Heat Celtics series is going to be uglier than this one will be. I think um, I don't think this will quite be the just absolute grind fest that those two series were. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're right about the Celtics offense. One thing I, and I don't know how much you can really put into this, but I saw the stat that the Celtics are the only team that has a winning record against the Warriors in the Steve Kerr era. Now, obviously, there's been like oh, 10 okay. different iterations of the Celtics, sure, ranging sure. from like Isaiah Thomas to Kyrie to like, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. you know what I mean? Like there's been a, a bunch of different iterations of the Celtics in that span. But I don't know. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to that or you think that's just noise? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's OK. I think there's I think there's some trends I, I follow, like general global trends, like the whole. Uh, coming off a of game seven, traveling as the road team to then play a game one of a next importance. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, then I, 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 I feel like there's arguments to that. But these other things, it's just like, these are different teams, different time periods where it's like, yeah, it's nice. I almost think we almost use it more as like psychological, like comfort that like there's something to analyze, but it's just like, just like a roulette wheel, right? It's like, it's a yeah. different spin every time. And they're kind of independent from each other. So we have to just kind of take it with a grain of salt. I don't know that something like that. I'm not as sure versus, more of like a scheduling situational play. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably something to that when the teams, there's not so much change in between, you know, like a, mm -hmm. a team might just have another team's number, which I think is fair, but they play like twice a year, you know, like, like the Celtics just probably beat this, the Warriors four times in the last two years where the Warriors struggled. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. play twice a year. It's hard to, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I don't put too much into that. I just didn't yeah, think it was, I mean, it was exactly. I mean, if it was like you're you're analyzing the Jordan Bulls, like the six out of eight years they went on the championship run, and you're like, this is their stats against Eastern Conference, you know, top teams, and I'd be like, yeah, that's probably applicable because you have Michael Jordan as the consistent consistent linchpin, right? Throughout, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah I think it's variable, and like you said, and I, and I think if there was more of a constancy on that Celtic squad, then I think I, I would probably put more weight into it versus where I just probably see it as it's a wash and. Who knows? Yeah, it's just basically just so. noise. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
So what do you think? You, th- you think ultimately is this going to be dragged out? Is it going to be knock them down, drag out six, seven games? Or uh, so let, me, let me do it this way. I'll set the over. So if I said over or under six games, what would you take? So I think uh, there's a higher percent chance that the series goes seven and the series goes five. So if you set the sure. over under at exactly six, I would probably say a push. I think this series probably goes six. But if I was forced to take an over-under, I would probably take the over. I would probably say seven is more likely than five. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Oh, man. Uh, I think it's going to go long. I mean, I I, I think it's going to be six, seven games. So I just – I as – as much as we know that like the potential for the Warriors offense is like through the roof when they're clicking on all cylinders, it's just, and they, I mean, they struggled against a jawless uh, and semi baneless Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, literally, right. I mean, I, you were playing against <laughs> like a team yeah. that had one and a half, half, half of a dynamic duo basically. So yeah. no, things like that kind of concern me a bit, you know? So, yeah, it's almost like, like the warriors have the tendency to play with their food like they're like they almost like they're kind of like they buy into the narrative of like oh jaws out we're gonna we're gonna blow them out um they like they put that to rest in the the maverick series like even the game they lost i wouldn't necessarily say was a game they didn't take seriously sure um so i think uh i don't put like as much emphasis into that because i think like again i think it was just them playing with their food and i think uh I don't think that it's going to be as quite of like a, a game. They're somehow down by 55 points, like in the yeah. game five against the Grizzlies. Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that happening at any point in this, in the finals. I think they're going to come up and they're going to show up from game one, knowing yeah. that they have a chance to get back on the mountaintop after what, three years since they won their last one. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, I think ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, I, just to be transparent, like I'm, I'm rooting for the, Warriors. I, I have a futures bet. I didn't take it early on in the season. I don't like betting futures like that far ahead, honestly. So I, I had one somewhere in like right after the first round, I think. Um, so I have the Warriors at plus 400. So I'm rooting for the Warriors. Um, so I, I want financially and then from my bankroll standpoint, I want the Warriors to win. Yeah. But I, I can see this being, you know, dragged out. Like I, I I still give the Warriors the edge. And I'm not just saying that because my, my money's riding on them. It's just I can see the Celtics defense going toe to toe, you know, with the Golden State Warriors defense. And I think the Celtics have an edge, honestly, when it comes to defense. It's just the offense. It's like, I, we know Tatum, Brown can get hot, Tatum can get hot. So you have them alternating or clicking together on the same night. Yeah, you got the defense and you got a hot, streaky offense. You're going to steal a few games. But can you sustain that offense on the Celtics side? for a long drawn out series to get four dubs. And I just, that's the part. It's just that offensive consistency. That's the only thing making me say like, it's, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm totally 50, 50. I, f- I feel like I am still like 60, 40, you know, warriors at this point. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's what, I think the defense is the Celtics might have a slight edge. I think they mostly cancel each other out, maybe like 52 to 48 type thing. But I think the biggest difference is offensively. I just don't trust the Celtics offense. I don't like, they don't have a true a true point guard, which concerns me. Like it's the, the like they don't have anybody to just set up offense. They gave that role to to Smart, but like as we saw, his decision making can be incredibly erratic, and he's not someone that you want slowing down the offense and like you know being the quote unquote Chris Paul of like ar- being architecting the offense. And Tatum, as good as he is, his he doesn't quite have the passing chops. Like he's mostly just a scorer, 
And then if he gets triple teamed, he can dump it off, but he's not someone that you're like uh, dissecting a defense or anything like that. So sure. that's my biggest, my biggest concern with the Celtics. And that's been all, all playoffs. So, you know, I thought the Bucks would win. Uh, I guess that was before Middleton got hurt. I thought that he would win. And it was all because I didn't quite trust the Celtics offense. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I, I will say that I think there's plenty of turnovers and, and that actually was a pretty good trend. If, if you took Tatum like over on, on his set lines for turnovers, um, yeah. you know, for like those initial lines that came out in the previous series. And I think they had a pretty good hit rate overall, if I'm remembering correctly, but to his credit, I, I feel like he's become a much better, relatively speaking, a better, you know, uh, facilitator and, and has done decent job of kicking out, finding the guy, finding the open man when needed. But yeah, I, I think minus him, like smart, uh, Jalen Brown, like uh, it gets a little dicey sometimes yeah, with their you decision don't want them making passes. Yeah. 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 You don't oh, want yeah, them no. making Jay Wilfer is right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think, you know, he, if, if there's any true facilitator, but is it the problem is he just can't do everything. Right. And, and it's not his, like, that's not what he's best at. You want him as a no. score. You know? Yeah. Like he has oh, been no. good. I, I agree. He has been yeah. good. Yeah. And it's just, I wish someone out there did an analysis of Marcus smart. Like, I don't know. I, when I watch him sometimes, like, I, I don't know if he does more of the turnovers when they're down and he's trying to be the hero versus when they're up and he's just too loose. But it's like, man, like some of his decision-making is just cringeworthy when he's I, oh, it's terrible. You know, he needs to be, I, no, he's he, a, he's a, he's a dog on defense, just on offense. Sometimes I'm like, just, just give it up to Tatum. Let him facilitate at the top. Of I know. The I mean, you know, so he needs to be 80% less of himself on offense and, his, yeah. he would be, and he would be so much better, <laughs> so much better. <laughs> So, all right. So let's let's transition. Now let's talk a little bit, a few minutes here before we dive into our bets. Some some keys to victory for game one. So let's dive into some game one, um, you know, game one analytics here. And so I'll, I'll kick it off. So I'll, I'm going to say I'll kick it off with the Golden State Warriors. I, I think the keys to victory here, uh, we already talked about one, is it limiting the turnovers. And I yeah. get it. That's just part of who you are and that's in your DNA. So there's going to be some, but just not just silly ones passing it we've seen it how many times in the Mavs series in the Grizzly series throwing it to someone at half court when you're bringing up the ball and they weren't paying attention I'm like like things like that like silly yeah. silly turnovers just don't do those the rest you can live with I I think you know Wiggins Clay Wiggins Clay pool I mean they have to come in in my mind prepared knowing they one of the three of them it's probably going to be, in my opinion, the leading scorer tonight, okay? Because you you know game one, this is game one. So in my opinion, in a game one scenario, the Celtics will say, we will live with someone else beating us because we're just going to take away your best offensive option. Someone else beat us. So I, I think tonight's the night where one of those three need to go off if I'm the Warriors, um, and you just better be coming prepared, not being in watch Steph mode and – be prepared that you may be the one a tonight when it comes to scoring specifically. So I'm interested to see which of those three are going to do that. So um, I'll, I guess I'll just kind of go lean into it. So, so we're on the topic. One of my bets, it, it's hard. I, I'm sitting here debating between those three. So I, I could see anyone making a fair argument uh, that any of those three going over might be doable. And, and I'm sure you can make an argument or argue against it, but you got to just commit to one. I'm, I'm going to commit that. I don't think it will be Steph having some like 35 point night. I'm going to roll with uh, Jordan Poole um, going over 15.5 points. Okay. The, at the time that I locked it in, I think it was like last night, it was like plus 104, plus one. Let me see what I got it at. One second here. I got it at plus 102, plus 102 over 15.5 points. So if you actually look at this postseason, um, games one through three, 
he scores a lot. He's scoring above north of 20 points. Okay. And then after that, his point, his point production just kind of just teeters off and just drops off basically. So again, I have to go back. I'm not going to sit there watching every single game one. I don't get paid to watch films. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) one of my assumptions, and I'm making a broad leap here is that, look, they're going to take away your best your your best option, your best weapon. And I think that frees him up until the team start adjusting to the fact that, hey, he can shoot. He's driving to the hoop on all these sharp cuts when Steph is getting doubled or whoever is getting doubled, Clay is getting doubled. That tonight might be one of those value spots where, um, you know, maybe he can cross this line. My only concern is he's such a defensive liability that yeah. if, if he's getting torched, he may not get as many minutes as he typically would. So th- that is my one concern. So for those of you who are like, I don't like that angle, I don't disagree with you because my concern with him is he's a defensive liability. So if you think that that's a huge problem, um, then I would roll with someone else, either Clay or Wiggins. I just think his line was so low that I, I, I'd roll with him. I, I think maybe my, my, my go-to backup option would be Wiggins more than Clay, in my opinion. So I would say those would be my two but I think some one of those three have got to do it tonight. So so for the Warriors, it's limiting the turnovers. Who's going to step up when you know Steph is going to be hounded by Smart and doubled and tripled up top? Um, who's going to step up and score? So that that's going to be the X factor for tonight for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So I actually uh, so I before I I think about like or before I comment on like the actual outcome of the game, I actually disagree with you. I think Curry's going to go off in Game One. Um, I think I think he wants an NBA Finals MVP so badly. That I think that he's bad. Do, okay. All right. I think All he's right. going to do, I mean, he like to be fair to Curry, he's like always been the consummate teammate. Doesn't care if, if anybody else gets theirs as long as they win. But I think he really, really wants an MVP. And I think he's going to come out in game one, just firing. I think he's going to be firing. And I think that, um, I mean, so you're war, saying like, I should bet six, three pointers from Steph Curry is what yeah, you're saying. Or, yeah. I wish you could bet <laughs> three point attempts. Cause I don't know if he'll go in, but I think he'll attempt him. <laughs> he's going to, okay. So he's going to attempt it. Okay, cool. All right. All right. I yeah. like it. I like it. Um, and mostly because like the Warriors offense is so good that they're not predicated on Curry. Like he doesn't need to be the lead ball handle. They can give it to Draymond. Draymond can stand at the key. They can run 9,000 picks. He can run through a thousand different screens. It doesn't matter how much smart is hounding him. If Curry is just running around screens, you know what I mean? So I think that's the beauty of the, the Warriors offense. So uh, sneak preview. My biggest player prop was actually taking Curry to go over his point total, twenty-seven uh, and a half. Twenty-seven and a half. Yeah, that's what I yeah. saw before. So twenty-seven and a half. Okay, so that so was you my, like his over, huh? Yeah, I do. Again, I just part of uh, like I, I I always try to find an edge looking at like the mental part of the game. Like what player just wants this, and I feel like Curry really wants to get an MVP. Um, and I think game one is like where you're gonna have to. Like, I think people remember so much what happens in game one because it's like your first impression of the series, sure. you know? So I think that he's really going to try and get off a good impression. I also think that in terms of how, um, like, the Celtics guard the Warriors, um, and this is – I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast, and, like, I guess in, – in to, to transition here, like, I'm very confident that the Warriors at least win game one. Like, I'm very confident in the Warriors' money line tonight. Um, and Zach Lowe was saying that, like, in a bunch of interviews he's done with players that have played the Warriors in the playoffs, they say it takes like almost two games to, to just get used to how the Warriors play offense because they like, like it's so, it's so motion based. It's so many back picks and then Curry, like, you know, giving it up, running around out, you know, and like relocating to the, uh, to the corner after running out of bounds, like so much trickery like that, that you need to be so mentally focused and disciplined that it's tough when like it's just, I think it's just such a shock to the system. Um, And if you look at, 
the offenses the Celtics have played so far, like the Nets, it's just, they don't run anything. It's just ISO ball. It's just Katie and Kyrie ISO friendly. The Bucks is mostly just like set a pick to get Giannis on a mismatch and then let him just like take someone under the basket. Um, the Heat run a little bit of off ball action with Struess, with Gabe Vincent, and then they tried to dust off Duncan Robinson for a little bit. So they're probably the, the most equal to the Warriors just in terms of running off ball action. But again, when it was nut crunching time, it was just Jimmy Butler would just put Derek White under the basket. So they don't have a ton of experience running around off screens and stuff. And I just think it'll take a game or a game and a half to get used to it. Sure. So um, for that reason, I am very, like I said, I'm very confident in the Warriors money line. And then just to my last point here, if you just look at like how teams have fared in game one in earlier in this playoffs, like this, the Warriors are three, and oh, two of them were just blowouts. Like they blew out the nuggets. They blew out the Mavs. And the one game that was close was against the Grizzlies in which it was in Memphis. And if you remember, Draymond was ejected for the second half of that game. Sure. So he didn't play the second half. Every other game one, they, they just blew him out. Um, whereas the Celtics, I don't not can't take too much into this, but they're only one and two in game ones. The one game they won was almost the inverse of the uh, Warriors where like they won on the last second. If you remember that Tatum last second layup against the Nets, and then they, yeah. they got blown out yeah. in game one against the Bucks in the Heat. Now, of course, the, in the Heat game, they're missing Horford and Smart, so you can kind of wipe that one. But overall, I think it's more says more about the Warriors that they're just so tough to prepare for that it sure. almost takes a game to get used to it. So that's why I like Curry, and that's why I like Warriors in Game One. Yeah, and then for you know for those of you who are here in the chat room who maybe aren't like hardcore like NBA enthusiasts and you're, you're watching now just because it's the finals or the playoffs, that's cool. And but just to give you a sense of what Matt is talking about, they even did some metrics, kind of measuring and just tracking kind of the movement of Steph Curry. And there were some stats that were tracking movement, and he some most games he's averaging like in games where he's getting close to full minutes, running over two and a half miles a game. So think about that. You're, on a basketball court. Like that's insane. On a, bas- on a basketball court, he is running over two and a half miles. So that's how much motion, like Matt is referring to. All How many times do you have to literally go up and down the court, run from sideline to sideline in a half court set to actually get it to add up to over two and a half miles? That's how much movement Steph Curry has. So that's what kind of Matt's referring to. So all I'm saying, yeah, well, all Matt's saying is, uh, you know, Marcus Smart – I hope his cardio is good for tonight because he, he's like he's got a bum ankle. He's got a hurt foot. And yeah. Marcus Smart is more of an on-ball defender than an off-ball one. Like he's not necessarily known through navigating through screens. That is true. That's true. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, that is true. So, so, but but for those of you out there who are curious, like he's one of the top in terms of like distance covered, literally in the span of an NBA basketball game, where some guys are barely even crossing that mile marker like the, the big guys that are plotting up and down and just, or, or you know. like Harden doesn't move if he doesn't have the ball Westbrook you know like some players like that just like just don't even move if they don't have the ball whereas courage could not be more opposite Danny Green I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Danny Green is physically incapable of moving that's the problem <laughs> so all right and so so last thing so let's let's talk okay so like kind of subtle x factors keys for the Celtics so you kick this one off so what what do you see here game one you're coming off a hard-fought battle. Um, you know, you, you got to get ready, geared up for game one. So so what are the keys here for the Celtics, in your opinion, for, for the first game to kick the series off? Yeah, I think they probably benefited from, like, the three days off. Like, they, they, game seven was on Sunday, so they got a full three days yep. off. So normally I, I like what you, the point you mentioned earlier, uh, fading, te- like a team coming off of game seven that has to travel for game one of the next series. But – Three days off. I don't put much emphasis into yeah, that. This one's yeah. This one's different. This is not like the how it was for when they beat the uh, Bucks and had to go exactly. play the Heat. 
that was a very different scenario. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so along with thinking uh, Curry goes off, I also, I'll, I also think tonight's going to be a good Tatum game um, because Tatum scoring, I mean, he was still incredible in the heat series, but the heat, like, especially in the fourth quarter would literally triple team him. Like they would just throw three bodies at him. So his assist numbers were up and his scoring, it wasn't down because he still, like his scores was still scoring was still in the mid twenties. Sometimes he would get over 30 scoring was still good, but I don't think the Warriors are necessarily going to just triple team him like the Heat did. I think okay. they're, especially in game one, they're not, I don't think they're going to necessarily show their hand at the beginning. I think they're going to try and play him one-on-one as much as they can. Uh, so I think tonight I like both Tatum and Curry to go over their point totals. Uh, and Tatum's I got at uh, 27 and a half, or sorry, 28 and a half at, at plus 100. Um, okay. But I don't, I don't, I didn't put as much on the Tatum one as I did on the Curry one. Curry is still my, my favorite one, but I do think Curry's going to go off. Although Kang has to disagree. Tatum, Tatum sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I want you to, I want you to do this for me. Now. Put up, put up the, put up the no sweat symbol here. We're, we're going to do an impromptu degenerate Ooh. bet based okay. off of Matt Modi's an- analysis. And I know Matt didn't say this, but my degenerate self for the audience here, we're going to do, Steph Curry, 30, Jason Tatum, 30. So 30, 30 plus okay. 390. We're going to do it guys. So if you want to be a degenerate, with I like it. thinking I'm going to just do it. I didn't, Matt's not saying it. So don't put it on him. This is degenerate me saying, I'm just going to do it right now. Let's lock this in right now, guys. Let's, let's win an even 200. Let's win an even 200. So on FanDuel, 52 bucks to win 203 guys. Here we go. Curry, 30, Tatum, 30, and if it hits, I'm going to thank Matt. And I'm going to. I like it. I like it. It makes me a little more nervous about it. I'll say that. <laughs> but it's you know, me. It's, I'm, I'm the degenerate that just combined it rather than taking true. it. So 30, uh, 30, why, guys. Let's go. Well, um, we, if, now we can transition transition into our best bets. FanDuel has a boost. Will any player score 35 plus? I think it was plus 150. Yep. I ended up uh, I ended up putting the full 50 on that one. Yep. That's what that was. That was going to be one of mine as well. So I, I really like that one just because of the flexibility. So exactly. You get, you get one player just takes one player. Draymond green has eight, three pointers in this game. That's, that's all you, that's all you need. Okay. So both of us, so both Matt and I, we are riding the fan bull fan duel boost. And I know people out there always have these conspiracy theories that they're promoting it to what, whatever, man. It's the NBA finals. The stars want to shine. They're both hungry for different reasons. Like Matt say, Steph wants to prove, He's at the top of his game. He's going to be MVP. Tatum wants to show that he's arrived. So one of the two of you just arrived tonight, guys. Just either one <laughs> of you. Just please do it for me and Matt. So both of us are going to ride the FanDuel boost, 35 points by any player. Maybe some sneaky player will do it for us, right? So, hey, I mean, the who knows? Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings boost hit for game seven that we talked about. So, yep, you know, there they- you go. So 50, but we're both maxing that out. 50 bucks on the... Some player to score 35 points. We don't care who, just do it for us, guys. Just, so yeah. Kevon Looney, whatever. <laughs> do, do what you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> um, and the so, other boost, I don't know if you saw this one on DraftKings, they had a boost where if you bet any team's money line and yeah. at any point you saw that one? Yeah, okay. That's so, one of my bets. Yep. Go ahead. No, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So for the listener who might not know, DraftKings has a boost where if you bet the money line of any team. And at any point they have a 10 point lead, then even if that team ends up losing, blows a 10 point lead and loses, you still get, um, you still have that bet win. You still get credit for a win. So for me, I think that's just take the Warriors, take the home team, take the big favorite, hope they get out of 10 point lead. And then you're, and then you're sitting pretty the rest of the game. 
So, yeah. So exactly what Matt said. So again, very specifically, you have to opt in, make sure you go to your DraftKings account. There should be a section in the promo section. So make sure you opt in before you bet guys. Okay. So don't just go do it. So opt in after you opt in, it's going to be your first wager on the money line, either money line Celtics warriors. And it's your first one after you opt in. I think I've heard from some people, different accounts have been variable on the max limit. I think they maxed me out at like 500 for the way. That's what mine was too. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's 500. Some people said to me on DMS that they had 250. I don't know, but I saw 100. So yeah. 100, okay, so yeah. So people have variable maxes, but see what the maximum is. Uh, to be clear, guys, I'm doing this for a different reason. I have a futures bet where I'm hoping that the warriors are going to, <laughs> you know, win this series and net me $2,000 profit. Okay. So wow. I'm rooting. I'm so I'm being transparent here. So don't factor that in what I'm with what I'm saying right now. So I'm taking the Celtics plus 145 for a couple hundred bucks in my head, hoping for the ideal scenario that somehow they will get some defensive stops. Warriors do their stupid turnover stretches. They get a 10 point lead. The Warriors, the Warriors surge win. back and win and help me out with my futures, and I get to win the Celtics at plus 145. So I have a very specific rationale of why I'm doing it. So I want to be clear about that. (laughs) I I think Warriors are going to win the series, in my opinion, but I'm doing it almost as kind of a defensive maneuver, hoping almost like a middle. I'm trying to middle this in a game, like a weird microcosm middle, basically. I like it. Um, And and that's kind of what I'm going for. So (laughs) You know, you could also just bet those – like now that – you, the Celtics series is plus money. You could just bet like a, a little bit on the Celtics winning the series just to cover your losses. So oh, yeah. end up, yeah. just, I don't know if you've already hedged that out, but yeah, I was thinking I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting here. I'm going to do some calculations after this, just because I, I want to get at least my outlay back a little bit exactly. and cover myself. So, and I think there's a good opportunity here for that. So, um, so I probably am going to do a little, cause I, I am luck. And some people are like hedging, hedging is for gardeners and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, man? If you're doing this long term, my opinion on that, don't don't ever listen to people who say that. Okay. It's like if it's like a tiny, like, hey, I bet like 10 bucks on it and whatever. Like, and I bet on a plus, whatever. Like, I get it. You just let it ride. It's for fun. But you know, I want some money back. I I, I literally want to win money so I can just keep playing. And that's my goal. It's like I, I don't want to have to keep depositing. Like, I just want to win some profit, lock it in, and then at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out and the Warriors don't win, I made a little money still. And it's, it's exactly. going to hurt a lot less than the I shoulda, coulda, woulda in retrospect. So everyone has a different style. I'm not knocking the risk taker. Sometimes I let things ride. But when I have a huge outlay, I want to make sure I get it back. Exactly. Gonna, yeah. You know, I'm not going to lose it all. So I am probably going to calculate a little bit, figure out what my hedge is going to be just to make sure I win something. So, yeah, no, I think that's smart. I think that's smart. So, okay. So, so we're just, we're, we, we, both of us like the DK boost. We're just going different directions for different various reasons. So um, let me see here. What else? Do you got any more specific game one finals bets? Any other props that you got on this? Yeah. So uh, I think the total has, has changed, but I, I got the total to go over to 10 and a half. Um, I got that on, on bet MGM at minus minus one ten. So I do think game one goes over. I think now it's at like two twelve. Okay. okay. I saw um, I still like it at that number, but I'm just I'm just keeping it at the one I got. Um, I already mentioned the Stefan Tatum over points. Um, this one is I don't know if it's smart to take both, but I also took Tatum to go under four and a half assists. Um, Ooh, okay. So the logic of thinking he like 
is going to get not get triple teamed and have outlets to pass makes me think his point total is up and his assist number is down. I will say he's been trending above this number, so it is a little bit risky, but I got it at like plus 150 or plus 140. So okay. the odds were pretty juicy. And I figure the logic thinking that the Celt or the, the Warriors aren't going to triple team him like the Heat did makes me think he's not going to have as many assists um, assist as he did in that Heat game. So I got it at plus 130. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I don't. It's so hard. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, I, I think um, it just depends on on how they're going to d him up, and is he going to be alpha dog, play my play to my strengths, just go in score mode, or is he going to kind of be a little bit passive and facilitate? But like you said, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's amped up. I want to see the star shine. So exactly, yeah. Ho- hopefully, we get to get that thirty thirty uh, degenerate uh, little two leg parlay, <laughs> and and we just see both the stars go off. I. I'd rather see kind of the beautiful, you know, motion offense and, and people scoring back and forth with yeah uh, some key defensive stops, but uh, that's what I'm hoping. I, I don't hate it. So, all right, I got um, let's see, one, a couple other small ones. Um, I got Tatum and Brown, a tiny little two legger. There was a tiny little boost. It wasn't like super promoted on their front page, but they have uh, Tatum and Brown to each make three three-pointers each. They boosted it from like 120 to like 150. So I just, small bet. I, I put like 50 bucks on that. Yeah. Jalen Brown, very consistent. If anything, I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think Tatum has been the streakier one, but, but Jalen Brown's going to shoot volumes and he's going to have his chances. Um, if Tatum's attacking, Brown's going to get plenty of the looks in the corners or from kind of that angle three. So um, I, I think, Brown's going to get his three, maybe four, and let's see if Tatum could just drop a couple. So I'm going to take that as a small one. And then my only other one that I have for related to this game or series, I already mentioned it before. Again, I'm being a little bit of a degenerate. Um, I, I agree with Matt. The you know Tatum, Steph, that's the chalk, and there's nothing wrong with going that if you're if you're looking for just kind of a safe play. But I, I'm just. I'm looking just for a degenerate lotto hit. And I know that I'm probably burning this like 10, 20 bucks, but I am going to sprinkle a little on Al Horford finals MVP, which again, speaks against, um, you know, my theory that the warriors are going to win and I want them to win. But again, if they don't, I feel like someone has to step up to help, uh, (laughs) to help Tatum and to help Jalen Brown. Now there's gotta be some X factor out there. And if, if they somehow lose and the Celtics win, I'm hoping it's going to be like one of those Warriors Iggy years where it's going to be one of these role player guys yeah. doing the dirty work. And he, to me, he's the dirty work guy. Um, obviously, you, most people, a lot of people would argue it's smart, but he can do the dirty work on both ends. He can score, he can rebound, he can assist. He's going to play defense. He's going to facilitate. And he's just smart. So, he's just smart a smart guy. player. Exactly. Yeah. So again, who knows, man? And everyone, I know everyone out there sprinkling on different things. He would be my little sprinkle. Would be Al Horford plus ten thousand MVP. So. So I have a little sprinkle for you. I, I just put this, pulled this up on, uh, on FanDuel. So I'll one up your, uh, both Steph and, uh, Tatum score 30 ploy. Okay. Score okay. 30 plus. How about both Steph and Tatum score 40 plus for plus 1300 odds, 10 bucks to win 13, 1300. For 130, right? For 130, 10 to win 130. No, sorry. Sorry. Plus 13,000. 13, plus 13,000. What? Yeah. So 10 bucks what? to win 1.3 K. <laughs> Both score forty points. What? No way. There's no. Yeah, way. I have it up. I have it up right now. Let me see. I could probably even share my screen. I have it up right now. Both Steph and Tatum score forty plus ten bucks to win thirteen hundred. Wow. 
I wouldn't, man. Okay. That's, that is higher than I would have thought, honestly. So, <laughs> okay. I'm in, I'm down, I'm down. So this one, 10 bucks on so, it. so, put... so not the 30, 30 one, this one, you can blame Matt for, for roping me into this one. This <laughs> plus, plus 13,351. Yep. That is I've uh... seen a bunch of these people, like these DGen tickets, like BR betting people parlaying these insane ones. I figured why not us? Why? Yeah. Okay. Let's do 40, 40, 40, 40. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's 15 points. He's going to score 15, but I hope he doesn't score 15 points. So. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. then a, le- a much less of a lotto ticket. But I, if you like Horford to win MVP, I kind of like Horford to score 20 points in game one, plus 1,100. Ooh, man, that's juicy. That's juicy. Yeah. So that's juicy. I, I, pers- I personally, I'm not taking that one. But if you do like him to win MVP, I thought that him getting, tw- I mean, 20 plus points, for like that, like he doesn't have to have an insane game to score 20. You know what I mean? No, it just, you know, for him, the difference between him getting 9, 10 and the nights when he gets more like that 15, 16, 17 range is can he knock down those threes, right? Sometimes yeah. that, that's it, for him, that's the X factor because he gets a couple mid ranges, he gets a couple free throws from getting fouled on offensive tips and boards. And then it's really just like, can he, he it'll take what, like, three threes maybe you know somewhere in that range and can he knock one or two of those down and that tends to be the differential between will it be an, an under 12 and a half point night versus uh he hits that like 16 17 margin so yeah. it's kind of like yeah you know it's tough with him so it's it's it, that's that's what's going to swing it you know one way or the other so yeah it's All risky right. it's risky it yeah. is it is but i like it i like the angle though i like the plus 11 i'll have to i'll have to sit there and think about that one so um anything else for this game you got anything else any other no drops? okay so i got a couple for uh let's see what time is it yeah we got time it's the nhl game so avs oilers man so who here in the chat we still got like about you know close to, we got a good amount of people here watching how many of you guys bet on those goal scorers in the game <laughs> one of of the avs and oilers game man basically if you guys had bet on every single freaking goal scorer you would have came out making a ton of money i'm not a huge nhl guy but i have been watching in the postseason uh just because you know it's kind of slowed down with the nba and all that stuff man almost everybody freaking scored man in that first game man it was just it was insanity i mean i, I bet on uh mckinnon uh, mcdavid uh kadri uh vander kane I'm, and then i'm looking at my uh you know my app and it's like score 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 and everything's lighting up green and i'm just like this is insanity this is insanity is something wrong <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> the, the <laughs> score was insane, man. And I saw so many tickets out there. I saw somebody who had parlayed eight different goal scores and hit that night. And That's they literally madness. put like 10, I think five bucks, 10 bucks. Like it, it was just pure insanity. So I don't know how many of you here in the chat room um, had also bet that I hit right here. Look, I bet. And I just for fun, I bet all these individually. I put $35 just for fun. Like last minute, right before the game, Connor McDavid, Kadri, Evander Kane, uh Randon in 35 bucks returned 1050 profit 1050 profit on a 35 dollar last minute i just clicked on a few guys who i liked and that's that's the dream that's the dream that, that, that is the dream so um Obviously, who knows? Are both teams going to make some adjustments and it's not going to be this huge score fest? So I wouldn't bank on that. But look, when I hit one of these random ones, I don't know. Do you guys have that like superstition? Do you run it back? Do you just try it again? Do you run it back? So I'm going to run it back. So I'm just going to try one more time. So I am going to run back 
McDavid, Kadri, Kane. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this right because I didn't watch hockey that much. So take it with a grain of salt, guys. I can't even pronounce these guys' names. All right, Nico Ranton. And so um, I am going to do a couple uh, individual props. And these I'm taking serious, okay? So I'm not I'm not just, you know, degenerately clicking on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Oilers have to win on the road or they're toast. They have to score the positive. Yeah, no, 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 no. I saw that too. I like that, Chris. Chris, I like that for real. Even though from a number standpoint, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not a huge NHL guy, but I was looking at that as well. So I, I, I like that. I like that for real. So thanks for posting that. Yeah. Um, you know, this I have been following. So I'm legit. I even posted this on my social media on Twitter. Um, you know, in, in the last game, I actually said this I like as a single prop. I liked it even in the previous series. So I do like Kadri to score again. Okay. So uh, Kadri, w- one goal right now on, on uh, FanDuel plus 186. Okay. So I am going to take that again as a straight bet because he's been he's been doing very well last series this series and again I'm I'm very I'm still just kind of getting the, the ropes but from what I've been watching and looking at the stats I like it um, and he had tons of shots he almost got a second one I had sprinkled on two goals last time close to plus one thousand god damn he was so close like five times after he got the first one so oh, that hurts but I am going to do another sprinkle like a quarter unit on two goals for Kadri plus nine twenty. Okay, so one goal plus 186, two goals plus 920. I am also going to do another single prop bet on Evander Kane to score one goal plus 168. Tiny, tiny little sprinkle again. I would say, you know, another quarter unit, if even tenth of a unit, uh, two goals for him plus 880. Because again, kind of what Chris is saying. Okay, so. Um, so those are my two for hockey. So uh, again, my actual serious ones are both of them to individually score and then just running back my degenerate lucky hit from, from game one, just to hope that maybe we see another defensive lapse on both sides and these guys are just going to have another score fest. So that's what I I got for hockey. So hopefully I'm going to be watching two screens being entertained for, for both hockey, for basketball. Let's see how it goes tonight, guys. Yeah, I took a, or this isn't an official bet, but I did take the Oilers money line at, at plus 160. I think I thought that was good value. It was on the plus yeah. page as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look, I mean, one can argue, um, you know, yeah, they, they took their gas off the pedal in terms of the abs towards the latter half of that game. But look, you know, they're capable. They got they get they have the firepower and they, they've kind of found something towards the end. They really made it a game, you know, towards the end. So I, I don't I don't hate that one. So and again. I'm kind of a novice to the hockey stuff, but uh, I, I like the value there. So, yeah. Um, so, all right, man. So, you know, thanks guys for being active participants. Let's see. What is he saying? Bilal, Bilal saying Kane over. Oh, okay. So I got screwed, but even better value. So thanks for pointing that out. So yeah, I was being a little lazy. I got off work late today. So Bilal says, if we're going to, if you're going to do Evander Kane over he's getting two goals is plus 1200 on points, but my only That's problem is I'm, I'm limited on points, but I think I Me could too. probably bet about $6 on that, which is a problem. So I'm six to win uh, <laughs> $10. I, I can't even use points, bet even for like straight props, sometimes I can bet $13 on points, bet now I just, I can't believe wow. it. It's just terrible. I'm not, I'm not that limited, but I yeah. am limited on a, I am limited on points bets. It's the only book that I'm seriously limited on. I'm, I'm limited on bets, bet rivers. I can literally sometimes bet like 12 bucks a bet. It's, it's sad. And then I'm limited on uh, points bet. But luckily, FanDuel, DraftKings, they're, you know, they, they know that I, I fire off so many degenerate long shots and I, and I add to their coffers with their juice that they're happy to take my other straight bets for the time being. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. They, they're, they're smart. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Okay, guys. Well, um, you know, thanks, thanks, guys, for joining in. We we love the active participation. We we're always happy to post, uh, you know, your your feedback here. We we like being interactive with you guys. So thanks for sticking with us through the entire, you know, latter portion of the NBA series, the NBA playoffs. So we're we're still going to be here talking NBA finals. Uh, even heading into after the NBA finals, we'll be talking NBA offseason, NFL leading up to. Uh, the start of the season, we're going to be amped up for NFL. So we got plenty to go. The sh- you know the the fun's still going to keep going even after the NBA Finals, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Let us know if you're going to tail us, fade us, laugh at us, grind with us, you know, sweat it out with us. Let's see how these bets go tonight, guys. So any last words, Matt? No, I just wanted to piggyback on uh, for those of you. We appreciate you sticking to the end. If you could also subscribe to our podcast on all the major podcast platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Sweat the bet. We would appreciate that as well. But no, like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm ready for the NBA finals. I really would not like to see the Celtics win. So I will be rooting hard for the Warriors, but we will see. So remember, though, 10 point lead from the Celtics to then get a comeback from the Warriors to help. I'll them- take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. (laughs) All right, guys. Tatum Curry, 40-40. Let's get this, baby. That'll be amazing. All right, guys. Have a good one. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you thought. Thank you.